Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. You're listening to Pit Pass F1. My name is Michael Laminato, and this is Preview Day at the 2024 Bahrain Grand Prix. Pit Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And this week, the innuendo of pre-season testing is over. And this weekend in Bahrain, we'll finally get the first true glimpse of the pecking order in Formula One for 2024. Is this Max Verstappen's championship to lose? The signs are very good for Red Bull Racing, but Ferrari continues to exude optimism that it could still make this season interesting. Most teams expect the field, at least behind Red Bull Racing, to be even tighter this year, particularly towards the back. That could be good news for the likes of Haas or Sauber moving forward. But for Alpine, the increasing worry is that it's set for a painful slide towards the back of the grid. But by far the biggest story of the day was the exoneration of Christian Horner after a lengthy investigation by Red Bull into allegations of inappropriate behaviour. After months of speculation over political machinations in the team, where does this leave Red Bull Racing? Let's find out from Chris Medland, your host in the paddock for this weekend's Bahrain Grand Prix. Hello everybody, Chris Medland here coming to you from Bahrain ahead of the Bahrain Grand Prix and it's great to be back here on the Pit Pass F1 podcast. It's going to be uh, an interesting show because it's not all going to be about the Bahrain Grand Prix that we talk about today. There were a number of different topics uh, doing the rounds in the paddock, but you might be able to guess the main one that we're going to focus on to start with on today's show uh, and that is the Red Bull team principal Christian Horner. Now, If you need a refresher, uh, Christian Horner was the subject of an independent investigation that Red Bull GmbH, so the big energy drinks manufacturer that owns Red Bull Racing, instigated itself last month. Uh, We got news of it as media at the start of February uh, when uh, it sort of came out that this investigation was going on and then Red Bull acknowledged it itself as an overall company. Now that investigation has been going on since then and Horner has still been in his position the whole time. The investigation was into uh, alleged inappropriate behaviour towards a colleague and we finally got the outcome today. Uh, A lot of people have been having their say on it prior to the outcome but uh, the outcome was uh, that the grievance has been dismissed. Now the easiest way for me to do this is to give you the full statement which reads The independent investigation into the allegations made against Mr Horner is complete and Red Bull can confirm that the grievance has been dismissed. The complainant has a right of appeal. Red Bull is confident that the investigation has been fair, rigorous and impartial. The investigation report is confidential and contains the private information of the parties and third parties who assisted in the investigation and therefore we will not be commenting further out of respect for all concerned. Red Bull will continue striving to meet the highest workplace standards. So, that's the statement that's come out. Uh, It came out shortly after Horner touched down actually in Bahrain as far as I'm aware. He'd been flying during the day. Uh, And it was 
a, a bit of a strange situation where people were almost tracking his plane because they wanted to know when he would land because they felt then was the most likely time that there was going to be some sort of outcome from this investigation. It appeared that there had been meetings taking place in Austria and potentially back in the UK as well uh, and that an outcome was ready to be publicly announced but that obviously that wouldn't have happened with Horner in the air. So uh, he's been cleared uh, by Red Bull and by this investigation and that does come off the back of some comments from other team members. Uh, certainly Toto Wolf and Lewis Hamilton have had their say. And it's only fair to say uh, that Hamilton's comments, you know, he was asked directly uh, during a question in the press conference, as was Wolf. Uh, that was last week for Toto Wolf during testing. But Hamilton was today. Uh, and he did say it was difficult to answer, but actually said, you know, the sport needs to make sure it's safe and inclusive uh, and any allegations are taken very seriously. And then said, you know, we don't know what's gone on. You know, it's obvious that we, we can't comment on the details, but it needs to be resolved as it's hanging over the sport, was his direct quote. The other point that was coming from other team members, Zach Brown was one other that was asked about it last week during testing, uh, was that they wanted to see a rigorous process and a transparent outcome. And right now... I think in some ways you could say it's not the most transparent outcome there could be because obviously there's no uh, details of the findings. It's just that Horner's been cleared and and that is it. So a lot of rumours have gone round about what the nature was of the allegations and and what the nature of the complaint was as well. Uh, Whether we find that out in the coming days is going to be fascinating, actually. We'll see if uh, Christian Horner during the rest of the week addresses them or wants to say anything or wants to put out a statement. Uh, We'll see if there is actually an appeal from the claimant as well uh, or if this is the end of the matter and that all parties want to draw a line under it. So we'll keep an eye out for that. But just one little twist to it as well is that somewhere it leaked out that this investigation was going on it had already been taking place and nobody had said anything uh, but there was somebody within the Red Bull sphere of influence um, that wanted it to be known so the fact that it did come out through the media was leaked uh, suggests that somebody's not happy with either with Horner or the fact that he was even facing uh, any allegations whatever it was that was a driving force there that does suggest uh, that there could be some awkward times ahead within the team directly in terms of uh, where the main relationships are between the management hierarchy. So another one to keep an eye on as well. So a complex issue, but we at least have the outcome of the investigation now. Now, I should really turn my attention to the Bahrain Grand Prix at this point, shouldn't I? Because we do have the season opening race nearly upon us. Uh, and today being Wednesday, you might be feeling that it's a bit strange. I'm talking to you a day earlier, but the opening two races are taking place on a Saturday night due to the timing of Ramadan. So to avoid any clashes later on with that, Saudi Arabia had to move the race forward. And the knock-on impact with the regulations is that no two races uh, can be Uh, any closer than seven days so Bahrain had to do the same otherwise the two Grand Prix would have been too tight to get everything over to Jeddah for the next round next weekend now what's different today was media day has taken on a new format which I know is probably riveting for all of you listeners but uh, it meant there were no clashes today and you could go and listen and speak to every single driver um, during their media sessions in the past teams kind of got to arrange things and quite often there'd be a clash in timings and you could only pick and choose who you wanted to hear from and basically get filled in on the rest but some of the sort of headlines I took out of it um, was from Ferrari actually and it was the comments from Charles Leclerc now uh, Ferrari looked pretty good during preseason testing. Uh, you may have heard our preseason preview that we did earlier in the week, and I don't want to run through everything that we spoke about then. Uh, but one of the kind of eye-catching performances came from Ferrari in the sense that progress has continued after a strong end to last season. 
And something Charles Leclerc said really stuck today where he said that the team has now learned and understands how to find performance with this generation and this philosophy of car. And he said it happened in Zandvoort last year, which is something he's hinted at before. But he said after some big changes and tests during FP1 and FP2 and then some development, uh, we really got some more understanding and brought new parts to the car. And as soon as you get it, he said it's actually much easier to find the direction to push in to get performance gains. And he admitted maybe we didn't really have that prior to Zandvoort last year. But since then we have, and we've been able to work on it moving forward and certainly with the new car. So he was actually quite positive about where Ferrari stands and where it's heading, I think, more importantly. If we speak about Red Bull again, the RB20 does look very, very strong based on testing. So everyone is expecting Max Verstappen to be the one to beat and to be very tough to beat this weekend. But Ferrari and Leclerc were positive in the fact that they feel that they can close that gap as the season goes on and they can really put up a bit of a fight at some stage because they have this better understanding of what they need to do with the car now Leclerc also warned that teams didn't all do full simulations in terms of race sims during testing and Red Bull were one of the teams not to so couldn't fully understand where Ferrari stacks up compared to Red Bull so he does say look there's a question mark there we don't know what the gap is or if there is one uh, and it makes it impossible to really rank us uh, in comparison to Red Bull so uh, there are questions that need answering in terms of the pecking order at the front as well when the cars hit the track on Thursday Uh, practice will be on Thursday qualifying on Friday and then the race on Saturday night local time so we've got a lot to learn uh, and there's some teams that are happier and more confident uh, and I think we've seen that with Ferrari and a bit with Mercedes as well Aston Martin seem to be speaking uh, quite punchily as well uh, but then you look at McLaren who feel like they might start slightly off the pace and then improve as the season goes on but they're they're in a mix behind what looks like a Red Bull and Ferrari top two with some sort of gap between the two but there's others that are not in quite such a good mood Speaking about those that are not really looking forward to this race weekend so much, Alpine really stood out today. Uh, Esteban Ocon was very, very honest about the situation that Alpine is facing. He wasn't too downbeat, I think it's fair to say. I wouldn't uh, go so far to say it was all doom and gloom. Uh, But he did say that the team is bracing itself for a potentially tough first race weekend. uh, And that basically there have been some issues found in testing that suggests that the start of the season is not going to be great for Alpine. He says it's been it's all been identified and he said that there's there's a big item, like one big item uh, that really needs addressing with development during the season and they're going to be chasing fixes for that. So uh, Ocon said Alpine had some smaller problems but they were able to fix them during testing and that was a, a good sign. Uh, but there's something inherent in the car, which he denied was the weight of the car, Uh, But there's something in that design that is not working for the team right now. They'd seen it potentially becoming an issue on the simulator uh, and it's been proven out on track. So uh, the kind of acceptance from Ocon was there was a chance, he wouldn't deny this, a chance Alpine could be the slowest team this weekend. Uh, And sometimes I think, well, of course there's a chance anyone could be anywhere. Uh, But that was a real discussion about, you know, could Haas be ahead of Alpine? Could Alpine be the 10th quickest team on this circuit? Now, one of the caveats to that was that Ocon also said, it feels like maybe this circuit in Bahrain accentuates the problems we're having and, and maybe we won't be so bad in Jeddah next week or other circuits. But it would be a pretty big fall from grace for Alpine. I don't think there's really been many, if any, circuits they've been the slowest car on for a number of years. Uh, and to start the season, having looked to try and bridge the gap to that top five if we call them that that the front runners that basically are always locking out the points now uh, instead to slip so far back 
would be a surprise. So definitely an area where there's going to be a lot of focus during practice to see, okay, is it as bad as it looked or was it just that Alpine weren't showing everything during testing and they have made some progress with the car uh, in the week since? But uh, that's a team that really nobody can pinpoint exactly where they're likely to be. I think the rest, we're, we're looking pretty set. I, I said about the top five and what they're likely to be. It looks like uh, Visa Cash App RB, VCarb, whatever we're going to call them, the former AlphaTauri team. Look around sixth uh, and then sort of seventh and eighth is kind of between Williams and Stake. Uh, and then you've got Haas where I think most people would have had Haas 10th and Alpine maybe ninth or even in that seventh or eighth mix. Uh, but there's a chance, I guess, if it all comes right, Alpine's up in sixth. Or if it all goes wrong, they're 10th. And it's going to be that we get the first signs tomorrow during practice. So I'll be back then to fill you in with how it goes. That was Chris Medlin on the ground in Bahrain. And he'll be back tomorrow to bring us a wrap-up of practice day. You can find more from Chris on social media. Just check the links in the show description. And you can stay up to date throughout the Bahrain Grand Prix by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, we'd love it if you could leave us a rating and a review. You can also find us at pitpassmotorsports.com where you can check out the Pit Pass Motorsports blog powered by Podium Life featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. My name's Michael Laminato and we'll be back with practice tomorrow. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews, and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at hitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.